services or products and any listener should seek professional advice before making any investment decision. The value of investments, the income from them may go down as well as up and investors may not get back the amounts originally invested. Past performance is not a guide to future performance. Okay, Rory, how about that for a personal best with a disclaimer? Well, thanks very much for, let, for sharing it with me. You know, for the last... Um, for the, all the rest of the episodes in this series, you've um, had it all to yourself. Yeah, so we've freshened up that, that disclaimer to make sure that people actually listen. Um, but I think um, a bit like uh, Leclerc, we've been shaving times off our personal best there. Yeah, but the most important thing is, is the context of that. Um, yeah, and not yeah please take that seriously. Please do take that seriously. Um, okay, so uh, just, just running down uh, my podcast here, look, looking at our last few. Uh, it's been is tech dead the war puzzle and um, defense stock so it's been pretty heavy it's, it's been reflective of 2022 I think it's it's been a, as a quality growth investment manager it's been a pretty tough um, 2022 but you know Easter's around horizon we've got some bank holidays got the Queen's Jubilee so we thought we'd talk about some slight more positives of what's been happening on the horizon the- around the corner yeah What's that from? You, you got it the wrong way around. Anyway. Oh, okay. Sorry, Brad. Yeah. So we're going to be more positive, aren't we? We sure are. It's, it's an sure upbeat are. podcast, bringing back to our roots. Um, and to start our positivity, we're going to talk about um, Putin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, more, more uh, aptly, it's capitalism versus Putin. It's, it's capitalism versus Putin. It's more uh, a role of honour from us uh, of businesses uh listed businesses that we think have uh put in a big effort uh in terms of supporting ukraine uh and opposing putin yeah well to, you know to give it some 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 kind of context really um putin was was you know very anti you know nato being on the border and on the doorstep of russia and actually if anything he's actually probably united nato and the West more than it ever has been in, in since the Second World War, really. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. As as we discussed in our excellent previous podcast, if you, if you look at defence spending, uh, you've got the US, UK to a lesser extent, and then you've got Eastern Eastern Europe. Uh, but then you've you've got a big chunk of NATO uh, who well below two percent. Yeah, who are well below that two percent. Uh, so it it certainly. Uh, brought governments together but but what what we're looking at here which which doesn't make the headlines quite so much which we we thought listeners might be interested in is is it's actually also brought together companies and 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 after uh this this big wave of um esg investing that 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 that, uh obviously has been around for a while but but really uh kicked up a gear during during covid times we've we've seen shareholders as well as businesses themselves saying you know what what why are we still uh making money in russia you know why are businesses still paying taxes to putin you know ultimately if you're selling uh if you're selling soap in russia for example you know that money's still going to taxes that's still going to uh, you know, who, who knows where it's going? Well, yeah, um, that's a very kind of apt um, example, Fred. So, you know, we had seen, you know, lots of companies, you know, turning their back on Russia. And incidentally, you know, we've seen lots of from management groups and you and I included have been writing letters, you know, to boards of companies asking them, why haven't they left Russia yet? Or Yeah, well, you dusted out the old Parker Vector, didn't you? Well, I sure did. I sure did. Got my handwriting out. 
some nice letters um yeah but so 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 there's the there's there's the ethical angle that we'll come on to but what about the actual you know practical angle if 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 you if you were chief executive of a business of a business and you had sales in russia you know do, what, are you, you going to continue that are you going to keep investing in your your russian operations now well it, you know it just it must be a complete and utter nightmare um you know if you are a um western business which has an office in 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 moscow you've got you know you've got one part of you which thinks okay well i've got all of my employees there to look after them i've got you know a revenue a tangible revenue stream there where my fat manufacturing or supply chain is is based out there so you've got all of that side of thing which which if you pull out is detrimental to your business mm. but then you have the other side of the coin where actually you know any um, capex you're spending in the country or any revenues derived from that country you will end up paying corporation tax in russia which you know could be going to feed the machine the war machine in um in ukraine and it's something at church house like when i first joined church house 10 years ago and um, James Mayen, who is um, who's, who's the CIA, former CEO and founder, but now a C- joint CIA, he told me the concept of the rule of law and said, Rory, you know, we don't invest in, in countries where we just don't understand the rule of law. Um, and a country like Russia is, is, is case in point. Um, mm. And in, in, within our businesses we own, within our funds at Church House, um, the companies which do have a revenue stream um, in Russia, it's actually going to very little, really. Mm. And and uh, would you like to explain the idea of money heaven? And uh, well, that's the second rule he taught me was money heaven. And the concept of money heaven is 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 as managers we don't want the money you know money we invest on behalf of our clients to disappear to go into money heaven. And a kind of classic example of that with rule of law is 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 the company of um, Repsol and the Spanish um, oil and gas business who had a um, Argentinian business and um, something like. Refinerias Argentinas or something. And the Argentinian government had a small stake in this. And what they ended up doing was um, nationalizing um, the business um, and paying, you know, 15, 25% of the, uh, of, the, of the actual market value for the business. Um, and Repsol could do nothing about it. And for all those shareholders and Repsol, that was uh, money gone to money heaven. Yeah, well, a bit like uh, all of Shell's Rus- Russian assets. Well, like Shell's Russian assets. Straight, yeah. straight up. Maybe on straight into money heaven. Yeah, yeah. That's a, how big was the write down on that they had to take? Well, I've, was it five billion pounds? No, no, it was more. It was then. Um, it's a BP. I think it's twenty five billion. Twenty five billion. <laughs> maybe check that before yeah. uh, publishes. Yeah. That's twenty five billion after the rubles fallen by fifty percent. Yes. So, uh, I mean, they're admitting on that basis to fifty billion worth of money wasted. But anyway, um, so that's the practical angle as to. Uh, okay, the, you know, the the UK government has has now banned uh, corporate investment into Russia. But <laughs> let's face it, that investment wasn't going to happen anyway. Now, well, um, yeah. And so, so the, the the second angle is that that ethical angle, which is businesses increasingly now, uh, it, it's not acceptable to purely be seen as a profit making machine. You know, customers. Uh, demand some some authenticity to a business and, and and the idea that a business actually has has a conscience to it that's where we're seeing the come across the b corps what's that you come across b corp no if you're a very trendy business especially if you're kind of startup you want to align yourself to the b corp principles which means you are doing kind of good for the world 
uh, not just for your shareholders. Okay, for, for interesting. The, for the profit line. And actually, Freddie, you were correct. It was twenty-five billion dollars would be twenty-five billion. Good. Okay, so that's very glad good. Glad you checked that. Uh, good. Well, you know, um, I want to follow up on our disclaimer, don't I? Yeah. No. Very, very well done. But um, before we get into it, I, I can see you're you're about to nick, nick this, but I've you know before we get too carried away about um, how ethical uh, customers and and uh, the Western world is are. Um, the America's biggest apparel seller last apparel. year. Yeah. Apparel. Have you come across them? Apparel. Sheen. No, I haven't. Talk, tell me about Sheen, Fred. So Sheen, uh, thanks for teaming me up, is the world's largest online-only fashion firm. And they actually sell in the UK now. So uh, that's where you can go and buy your, your T-shirt online for a fiver. So Sheen, S-H-E-I-N. I think it's pronounced... C in C in C in and so to, to to look at it you you would th- you know, think it's it, it's a bit like an ASOS um that 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 style but actually much bigger um but dig a little deeper uh, and it's a Chinese based retailer um okay. and this is just just on my Wikipediaing of them if this is their last three years um they've been called out for intellectual property theft so nice. for example they copied um doc martin's yellow stitching oh, um they've uh had data breaches so six million of their customers had all their data nicked Ouch. uh they made a necklace in a swastika sign a necklace in a swastika goodness. yeah um <laughs> they've been banned from india um, they were found for selling toddler's jackets that had 20 times the amount of lead in it that's put the, than is permitted. Oh my. Um, and they were found for breaching the Modern Slavery Act two years ago. But yet they are still um, the number one go-to fast fashion brand in the US. Well, I mean, that's the huge problem with fast fashion. We've seen it in the UK with two of the, of the biggest listed businesses uh, in fast fashion and, and, and you know, the modern day slavery in in, in, in workshops in Leicester. Yeah. Um, you know, you might be spending five pounds to do a t-shirt, but you're not doing much else good for the world. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not really sure what point I was coming to there, but but I mean, perhaps uh, the, the modern consumer perhaps isn't as uh, ethical as uh, they might say when it comes to, a, comes to a bargain. And if something's so cheap, it's going to be that cheap for a reason, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, Fred, I, how have Western companies been reacting to um, to um, what's been going on in Russia? Should we start with, um, you know, the good good guys, or should we start with the, the people? No, we've let's. Been uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After my rant, there, let's start with the good guys. Let's start with the good guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's start. Let's start with beer. Let's start with beer. So, uh, coincidentally, uh, on the same day, uh, Heineken and Carlsberg both came out with their with their statements. But Heineken um, was half an hour beforehand. Half, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, for, for, for context, uh, you know, Heineken, obviously, the Amsterdam-based uh, brewer, uh, do have a material amount of sales in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlsberg have a significantly more sales Even greater proportion. Yeah, even greater proportion. So, obviously, this, this was a bigger... Uh, headache for for Carlsberg, and um, you can't help but think Carlsberg were were slightly watching over their shoulders to see if Heineken came out and 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 you know what they would say. Well, you do tend to follow your competitors, but you know, I've, you know, it's good of both of them to 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 to, to pull out of them um, their operations in the business. Yeah. And my favourite story about Carlsberg 
is that um, they've got a bottling plant in Ukraine and they told all the local Ukrainians to come along and pick up the bottles for your own use, uh, you know, aka to turn them into Molotov cocktails. Crikey. So, I can't um, imagine that that was in their, um, you know, risk document for the year ahead. I don't think it? we'll be seeing that in the annual report. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think you know, massive kudos to both businesses. I mean, Carlsberger waving goodbye to what, what worked out at about a billion pounds worth of oh, revenue. Ouch. Uh, which, which, which is a serious stand to take. Serious stand to take. But, you know, we would, we would agree that, it's, that it's the right stand. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. As, as, as shareholders. Um, you know, it's, it's not a case of massively selling off um, those shares because they're losing all that revenue. It's, it's a case of saying, no, well, actually, you know, well done to the management team. They've, you know, they've, they've, they've taken a stance and we, and we support that. So, so we've, um, we, 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 we've spoken about beer, but Russia is obviously famous for its vodka. Yeah, well, um, uh, after some initial hiccups uh, with uh, Smirnoff, uh, Diageo that we're shareholders in, uh, with comp- with uh, Shell's clearing of Smirnoff, yeah. all of a sudden the Smirnoff was bought back out of the storeroom when we realised that it wasn't actually brewed in Russia. It wasn't just... distilled in Russia, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't distilled in Russia. Um, goodness. They, uh, um... that actually, it, 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 it was uh, distilled elsewhere, so uh, it doesn't count as Russian. And, now that, and Diageo also has Grey Goose. Yeah. Which is French. Which is French, yeah. So, so, so yeah, they have much, you know. Yeah, you know, they've 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 kind of got away better authentic than Russian vodka. better than you'd, you'd you'd expect there. Uh, and then how how about how about some of the US names, Roy? Well, the, the first thing they bought they bought sanctions on was 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 in was in the kind of high end um goods which which the Russian military and and government will be able to use to kind of catch fun, carry on with their kind of war machines. So. The kind of classic example is is, is tech, um, and U.S. firms are no longer allowed to sell any tech into um, Russia. And Apple, um, they've they've stopped selling their um, their physical product in um, in Russia, um, and the Russians have actually um, blocked and banned Apple Pay. Um, so you're kind of really taking out an entire um, demographic there, especially the young cohort. When you add in that Russia have also blocked. Um, Facebook and Instagram, mm. um, where which is obviously a kind of source of news. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, and, and, and then carrying that on with with the the, the other big US names, um, Athleisure, Athleisure, which is obviously a, a passion of yours. Uh, Nike, uh, they've closed all of their stores in Russia and 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 shut down their online stores. To, They've they had a few um, negative headlines. I've, I've I've seen that that Nike is still selling in uh, in Russia, but but to be honest, I imagine that's you know that's these stores that still have their Nike trainers in in in, in the storeroom and and you know Nike uh, Nike headquarters can't stop these these you know these people from from trying to make money. Uh, and 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 JD Sports, who are who are the number one distributor, number one seller of of, of Nike's goods in the world, they've they've also said that they're going to be completely uh, ceasing uh, all um, all online and and wholesale sales into Russia. So that's that's that you know uh, uh, another example in, in in a different sector where all of these businesses have have moved together and and, and taken a stand. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, Fred, what you know, there are some companies which actually can't do anything. You know, an example of these 
of, of big global brands which have got franchises. So for example, um, intercontinental hotels, um, I looked up on the internet uh, on Monday, so a couple of days ago, um, and then um, we could have booked ourselves a suite, two bedrooms, uh, in the intercontinental in Moscow, uh, and we were still able to do it because even though it's intercontinental hotel, an intercontinental hotel, the um, franchise is actually owned by a local Russian business, so they can still continue to operate. I see. Um, and actually, a suite in the um, intercontinental Moscow was actually an absolute bargain at two hundred pounds, one hundred fifty pounds a night. Are you tempted? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> any I, other intercontinental hotel? Trying but, to get, a, get get a flight in and out. Um, and you see the same with Burger King. And with Marks and Spencers, both very Western firms, you know, Burger King is, you know, an incredibly American firm. And then obviously M&S, you know, can we still call it the darling of the UK high street? Yeah, yeah, call it that. We'll call it that. Um, um, store. Store, store. They've, you know, they've got stores in, um, in, in Russia, um, which have to stay open because um, they, they, they forcibly can't shut them down because they're all franchised out. Yeah. So, so it's, it's beyond their control. It's on that, you know, the management team's in a bit of a rock and a hard place. Mm. Uh, but it's, the, 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 there have been some businesses, uh, I'm not, not going to rant on about too many of them, who, who not just franchise, franchise arrangements, but who, who have kept selling into Russia. Uh, and some of them have said, look, we've got responsibilities to our employees uh, or to our customers or, or, or suppliers, which oh, definitely for, for, from the employee's point of view, I, I, I completely get because you know, you know, ultimately uh, what these sanctions uh, are, are looking to do is to um, inhibit Putin himself. Mm. But actually, you know, not being able, you know, he's still going to be able to get the night trainers if he wants night trainers. Uh, no, exactly. It, 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 it's actually the it's it, it it's the you know everyday Russian that's that that's not going to be able to use Facebook that that's not going to be able to buy trainers that's not going to be able to to buy a new iPhone etc. So it's it's there there, there there are sort of two levels to that that you know perhaps we're not actually getting to the heart of who the the West is looking to to, to hinder here, but but it it, it all adds pressure to. To, to Putin himself, and 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 that hopefully in turn is will end this war. Yeah, and that, yeah. and that's that, and that's sort of the sort of aim of these businesses. And you know, you and I have written you know half a dozen or so letters to businesses which operate out there and continue to operate out there. Um, and um, some of them haven't replied to us. Some of them didn't reply to us, but actually withdrew their um, their services. Um, Bloomberg, for example. Uh, and then, you know, one business that we spoke to their management team work in the, in the medical sector. Um, and they said, look, we can't really, you know, morally or ethically pull out because we are in the middle of trials, of healthcare trials for, for very ill patients. So at the moment, we're going to carry on operating these trials. But, you know, hopefully in the future, they won't kind of reinvest further capital into the, into the, into the country. Yeah. And like, as, as with everything, it's, it's a case of when you ask uh, these management teams, what are you doing about Russia? Um, obviously, there's, there's an answer that, that, that we're looking for, but, but we're also looking for them to be open and honest about it. And, 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 and other, let's say, personal, personal care businesses that, that we've spoken to have, have just been completely silent on it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, we'd much... And it rhymes. We, 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 yeah, sorry, it rhymes. And it rhymes with loony beaver. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but if, if, if you know, if the chairman of Unilever would like to apply to my uh, letter, uh, my letters, you know, or, or any of the do, members of the board that you've written to, or any members of the board that I've, I've written to. Mm. Um, but so, Fred, last um, week you um, and I were in a, were a, were a conference up in um, up at Watford, uh, and we spoke to a lot of company CEOs, and um, they were talking to us a bit about kind of the kind of reversion of globalization. Do you want to kind of elaborate, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a few sentences for our, our listeners about what they're seeing of supply chains? And um, it's probably a kind of future podcast we can talk about. Yeah, well, go too in depth. Yeah, the, 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 the big theme in, in investment, if you asked us, let's say three, four years ago, uh, was this never ending growth of, of globalization. So it's becoming a, yeah, a more global world, more interconnected, you could order something on, on Amazon to, to, you know, to, to your house in London that was made in China and, and it would be on your doorstep in, in you know, 24 hours time. And, and it was an, an inter, interconnected world, which, which is the source of you know, fantastic growth and supply chains were just getting quicker and quicker and, and it was all, all clicking as such. Whereas now it's, it's almost like that's, that's gone in reverse. If you were to order uh, a electrical good from from China now, uh, you know, who knows when that's that that's going to arrive? It it, it it could be stuck at at a port for 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 ages. And and what these businesses are we're, we're talking about at this conference is that actually it's a sort of anti globalization going on. That you'd much rather be buying something from a factory in the north of England or a factory in in Germany uh, for. 25% more, but knowing that it's going to actually arrive and, 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 and also that, that you're not buying it off um, you know, people who, who you might not be so proud of having in your supply chain. Yeah, well, you know, operating in, in, in areas where the rule of law is, is up to scratch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so actually, we're, you know, who knows how long it will last, but we're going through a, a period of anti-globalisation. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's a kind of a future podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's Pandora's a future podcast. Um, so, I mean, you know, in, in terms of wrapping it up for, 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 this, for this week, we, you know, we, we, there are, you know, a lot of businesses in, in, in the Western world, that we, you know, the majority of which we can be proud of for taking a stand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, I, I would say it's been uh, a really positive take from from you know well over 90 percent of, of of business that businesses that that we are looking at and and a number of them just on on that in, in employee uh angle in russia you know some businesses have come out and said look we're we're, we're not going to make any profit uh but but we're actually going to pay our employees you know one year two years worth of salary uh and and, and hopefully set them up and and try and re- relocate them if we can you know try and Look after that human responsibility that, that you have as, as a business, but then we're also saying you know no to, to Putin's regime, and, and you know we're not going to look to make profit in Russia. We're not going to pay any taxes yeah. or falling foul of that's what happens if start falling foul of the Western government sanctions, and that in turn themselves in turn will be kind of punished. Yeah. So um, so, so yeah, I'd say overwhelmingly positive message there. Great, and then there's a few offices which could you know take a bit of a look at themselves over the uh, bank holiday weekends and see if they figure out if they're actually doing the right thing or not. Yeah, I can't help but think they might be forced to take a good look at themselves. Well, yeah, exactly, Fred. Mm. That is, well, that's a very good pod. Yeah, very. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Um, have a very good Easter. Have a very good Easter and see you next week. Yeah, thanks to all the listeners. Cheerio. Cheerio.